UCLA's in for a tough chore going to San Diego State trying to pull out a victory in their first road game of the season. We've got the keys to victory and prediction time on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On UCLA podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson. Yoxheimer, thanks for making the show your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcast, and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, subscribe, and come in every day or because, hey, after that game, we're going to post a reaction. You're going to want to listen after the game against San Diego State. And most importantly, we've been talking hoops and football keys and little key moments all week long between the Bruins and the Aztecs as UCLA looks to get some revenge for 2019. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. And all you have to do is download the GameTime app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, and get $20 off your first purchase. Cruising into this first segment for UCLA, what are keys to the game, right? What's going to take it? What's it going to take for UCLA to go and get their first road victory of the year in what's expected to be a packed-out Snapdragon Stadium I think they're still looking for their first sellout ever for a San Diego State football game. They're looking to beat the record they had against Arizona when I believe they opened the stadium in 2022. So UCLA and San Diego State are expecting a pretty loud, rowdy crowd on a pretty warm weekend in Southern California where most people might actually be at the beach. I'd highly suggest we see a lot of Bruins there. I think UCLA already sold out their allotment of the 2,500 they are given. And I think San Diego State's hoping for some walk-ups to sell out the stadium, but it still should be a packed out, loud, wild environment out in San Diego. How can UCLA get the double? We've got some keys to the game. And bear with me if you're on YouTube, because we're going to do something a little different than you're normally used to. So, all right, be prepared in three, two, one, bam. Oh, look at that. Are we high tech now or what? I, yeah, I know you're not going to see my face. Whatever, you'll see it in a few moments. Keys to the game. Number one against San Diego State. What's it going to take? Take care of the football in the red zone. What does that mean? Well, remember, UCLA went to the red zone at least four times, which against Coastal Carolina in week one, because, hey, what's important? What's important is the Bruins could have put away that Coastal Carolina team in week one very early. You had a Garber's early interception. When UCLA was locked in a one-score game against the Chanticleers in the fourth quarter, you had Dante Moore, who made a big play early in the quarter. But when UCLA was in field goal range, they had an opportunity to kick a field goal, go up by two scores. Well, Dante faced pressure, threw it up, and threw an interception. So they came away with two empty possessions in the red zone, despite their kicker being good and mostly getting the job done to get down there. But the problem is they came away with zero points twice when they are deep in Coastal Carolina's red zone, and the Bruins came out with zero points. You do that against the San Diego State defense. You do that against a team that will get to the run and the possession in a moment. Against a team that is probably going to sit here and want to sit back and make you make a mistake, when the windows get tighter, you've got to get better. You can't just be worse. And I think UCLA might run it a couple more times as opposed to letting Moore or Schley or Garbers throw it and fit it into tight windows. But most importantly, I do think UCLA needs to take care of the football a bit more. Now back to the screen, excuse me, part two, you got to stop the run. San Diego State averages over 200 rushing yards a game. 
over 300 rushing yards against Idaho State. Their quarterback, Jalen Mayton, is a converted safety turned into quarterback. And while he does have some good passing numbers at the end of 2022, he is 7-3 and as their starting quarterback. What's most important about him, the lefty actually, is that he can run the ball really well, coming off a 130-plus yard performance on the ground. The San Diego State quarterback single-game rushing record, he said, against Idaho State. And this is a team that's using a, a lot of feature backs, a walk-on as their main back. You've got a quarterback taking a bulk of the carries. So you've got to be prepared for multiple guys who are super athletic to run the ball and get the job done against the UCLA defense, which only allowed about 50 yards rushing, if that, against, excuse me, Coastal Carolina. So how's that going to work? The Bruins must stop the run. You've got to stop the run because they will pride themselves on being good. I mentioned this in a pre in the most recent episode of Locked On UCLA. San Diego State is seven and seven for twelve on third downs that are five yards or less. They are two or four two for fourteen on third downs that are six or more. So if you get them in passing situations and allow the defensive line like Latu, the Murphy twins, Tawia, whoever, to tee off on the quarterback, then you've got an opportunity to put them behind the eight ball and force their quarterback to make a mistake. He hasn't made too many this year. One of the interceptions that San Diego State threw is actually Tobin Odell heaving it for like a Hail Mary at the end of the first half in one of those games. Their walk-on redshirt freshman quarterback from the Los Angeles area. Shout out Bishop Amat, alma mater there. But he hasn't made too many mistakes, at least throwing the football. He hasn't been throwing it deep down the field, which is probably good for UCLA secondary. But the most important thing is you've got to stop the run and emphasize. I know Ken Nord Jr. has talked about it. Ben Bolch has wrote, written about it. Stop the run. They haven't faced the Bruins. Can the physical front, can those backers, can the front seven dominate the line of scrimmage and not allow San Diego State to control time, to control plays, and go on long, sustained drives that wear down the supposedly super-fit UCLA Bruins from top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, can they make sure to stop the run for the Aztecs? Because if they can't, if the Aztecs run for 200-plus yards, there's no way UCLA is going to win this game, right? Unless it's a super track meet, which I just don't think this game's going to be. If it's a track meet, it, normally you favor Chip Kelly in a track meet. This year with three quarterbacks, and if San Diego State's running down their throats, uh, that's a bit scary with the new timing rules in college football. I know Chip Kelly wasn't in favor of it, in week one. Third and final point. We talk about time. Chip Kelly didn't like it considering, if you remember, if you're new, if you didn't watch any week one college football, for some reason you're a huge college football fan and you fell off the map for week one or week zero, then you've probably failed to notice or just started to realize that the clock keeps running after first downs in college football. That's new to this year. Games are supposed to be quicker. Some can, some lie and or some everybody's complained that that's meant more commercials than there have been plays, but it did somewhat quicken the game. Maybe not the overall time, but the game has gone quicker, which means time of possession is even more imperative because the time of possession stops after a first down. Now, after UCLA or San Diego State gets a first down, that clock keeps churning, which is why for the Aztecs, if they're running it, dominating the clock, the Bruins were significantly behind Coastal Carolina in the time of possession stat. Didn't mean too much. I know Chip Kelly wasn't worried about the amount of plays he missed out. It comes out to who's going to score the football. But with so many quarterback options, with so many different guys they're going to go to, different players they want to feed the ball to, so many guys they want to have be a signal caller, and, and then just 
running backs to rotate in, if San Diego State shortens this game, if they win this game 21 to 7, right? It's because they dominated time of possession. The Bruins made two costly interceptions because they went on a long, sustained drive, which means they should try and take the ball for as long as they can, too. That means they've run the ball well themselves. And that also means that they've been able to punch it in the end zone and not turn it over as much while keeping San Diego State off the field. I do think that there's not a way they're going to win this stat. I believe the Aztecs will easily dominate that stat, but that's a key. If that's so far in favor of San Diego State, we'll take a look at it one more time. Take care of the football in the red zone. The Bruins got to try that better this week. Stop the run. Two and three kind of go together. UCLA's got to be good with quality possessions and dominate their own run game in the what the last couple of years. I believe Ben Bolch put it, or in the Chip Kelly era, when UCLA runs the ball more than passes it, they're 10-0. That's either a recent stat or whatever. But when they run the ball more than they pass it, they're having a balanced attack. They probably have a much better time of possession and then if they can stop the run for San Diego State in a limited format, not completely shut it down, but not let them run wild, then I think UCLA should be up for it. Those are three things to look for in UCLA's game against San Diego State. Because if that doesn't happen, if they're failing in all these categories, and I think those are three specific places UCLA needs to at least be somewhat capable. An A grade in red zone efficiency, a B grade in stopping slash limiting the run, and at least a passing grade when it comes to time of possession because you've got to value your plays. If it's a one-play 62-yard touchdown pass that Moore had a start event like in week one, then you're going to live with that. But you're hoping you're up 10 as opposed to down 15 when that happens. Time of possession will be key. Let me know in the comments what you think your keys to this game are, if you agree, if you disagree, if you like to twist it a little bit there, or if you're on social media at Locked On Bruins on Twitter and or X, whatever it's called, or any sort of social media that we're doing right now, and, and let me know. But those are the keys to the game that will truly impact this one between UCLA, whatever quarterback they throw out there, and the Aztecs of San Diego State in a packed outhouse. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the likes of what are these new opportunities that UCLA's Men of Westwood NIL Collective has put out. I know Bro Report reported on this pretty recently. And I actually decided to take a look at what some of these opportunities were. And I was like, wait a minute, let me think to myself, what coach, maybe what player would I want to chat it up with and hang out with one of these opportunities or which opportunity, which not always has to deal with a specific athlete or coach, would you want to do? We'll talk about that. It's pretty interesting. I'll give you some price points and uh, maybe you guys go support the UCLA NIL Collective, Men of Westwood, coming up next on Locked On UCLA. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair, no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their health wellness quiz Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better health, hair health throughout your whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners 
Locked on UC listeners, you want to get on this. $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. You can find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE college march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast every monday andy Patton and isaac shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball keep you up to date on the ncaa tournament bubble and get you ready for the upcoming week of games from the big east to the mountain west and everywhere in between andy and isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Second segment of the Locked On UCLA Podcast. Zach Anderson, Yox, I'm with you guys. Kind of having some fun on YouTube. If you're watching it, you can see a couple of new, interesting pieces to use, right? But here we are. What are some pretty cool special access events for basketball players or coaches or football players and coaches that the men of Westwood NAL Collective has put together to help get these athletes or sometimes even coaches some more recognition, more opportunities, and even more interaction with the fan and the players. What are some cool things you could do, right? So here are some things that are on the menofwestwood.com website. All you have to do is go to the special access page and you can go check it out. So for the basketball tab in the football tab, this is what they've brought things out. You've got a private tour of Mo Austin and Pauley Pavilion, the practice facility and the legendary Pauley Pavilion. You can get autographs from talent. If you want the private tour, that's up to four to six people. Apparently it's $1,500. If you want an autograph or a personalized video message from talent, which is the players or the coaches, $1,000. You can get your so you can have a social media endorsement. That's nearly $4,000. Q&A, that's about $5,000. You can have talent visit your event for over 5000 You can golf. You can get a coaching session. Golfing and coaching session, that's about $10,000. So I hope you got some cash lying around if you want to make that happen. Not that it's not worth it, but you know, I would suggest if you got some, go give these chances an opportunity. You can have a private speaking event. That's $20,000. You can use the Mo Austin court for private personal use for up to $20,000 provided you give insurance from the donor. So you can use the court by yourself, their practice court, and play some pickup. Hopefully you invite me. I can't contribute that much money to the cause, but I would come play pickup with you guys and we could have some fun. So if anybody's going to go rent out the practice court, come let me know and I'll come play basketball with you. I'm not the best basketball player. I'm not the worst, but I'm certainly not the best. I'll hustle. I'll play some defense. If you're hooping it up, I'll go play some hoops with you guys. Other things you can do for football Private tour of the Wasserman Center. You can get autographs, more social media, talent, everything. You can use the Wasserman Auditorium to watch NFL on Sundays for a viewing party for $7,500. You can golf with talent, private speaking event, personalized coaching. This is the talent is either coaches and or players. And there's going to be more items event, you know, more items later soon. Later cool events are going to be selection Sunday, end of season banquets, Finals, draft watch parties, NFL draft watch, all, all sorts of cool things. Fantasy camp, I think, is coming up soon. Those aren't available to choose, but those will eventually be available. But 
Here's something I thought that they missed out on, right? I know this is a very specific thing that I'm going to nitpick here. Not really nitpicking, but I thought about it. Special access event, right? You talk about hanging out with coaches. Mick Cronin, Chip Kelly, they've got themselves a horse. Wouldn't it be awesome to spend a day at the races with Cronin and Kelly or sit there with the viewing party and watch their horse race, right? I know they've been trying to get their horse into bigger and bigger races. I forget the name off the top of my head, but wouldn't that be funny? I know you can go golf. I'm not sure who I'd want to golf with. I'm not the best golfer, so who knows? I'd like to play ping pong with somebody. But wouldn't you want to go horse race, go the day at the horses, maybe at Santa Anita, wherever it is you want to go to, and watch their horse race with them? Maybe it might be uh, not the most fun if their horse is racing because they'll be on edge. But I think that would be pretty fun with the two of them and bringing them out. That would be a fun, unique experience. I think that's a missed opportunity there. Now you pin the question on to me. I'm not sure which of these things I would choose, but what coach and what player that I can think of from basketball and football would I want to sit there and chat it up with? Hmm. Interesting opportunities. You know, basketball, there's so many new players. There's so many different guys. Coach, obviously, Mick Cronin. I'm going to choose Mick Cronin of the two main coaches, of all the assistants, anybody. I know football, you can go down to Ken Norton Jr. You can go to Deshaun Foster, Chip, anybody, right? I'm going to go with Mick Cronin because I think he's a very loquacious fella, and uh, he'll give you his opinion one way or another. So I think I'd choose Mick Cronin in terms of if there's a coaching opportunity. I don't know what event, but I would choose the horse racing with Mick Cronin. If that was an event in the future, Sign me up. That would be pretty funny to watch that happen in person or wherever, if it's on TV, far away. I don't know. That would be pretty funny to do with Mick Cronin. In terms of a player, man, last year you had a lot of senior leaders. People might have chosen Amari Bailey for basketball, Jaime Hawkins Jr., maybe even Tiger. Maybe all the super seniors would have chosen David Singleton. I sit here. I know Dante would be a big pick probably. Football, here's the player. Here's the player I would want to sit there and have one of these NIL opportunities with. You can hit the comments and tell me what you think your player would be. Like, who would you want to have an interaction, either an autograph, a video message, go golf, Q&A. Here, speaking of Q&A, Carson Steele. I would like to learn more about Crocky J and all the, the goofy stories that comes with owning an alligator. I think Carson Steele would fit the bill there. So Carson Steele, Mick Cronin, that's one football player, a basketball coach, and I don't know which of these things I would, you know, there's Q&A, talent, speaking. I think those would be the two play, two people slash players and coaches that I would want to interact with. I think that's my thing. On the Men of Westwood NIL Collective, they just put out the special access tab. Go check it out. Go support your Bruins. And let me know in the comments which player you would want to have an autograph with or what event you would choose. You can go to their website. And which coach you would like to sit there? I know, obviously, the two head coaches will be atop the list, but football's got some wide range of unique, very well-respected former NFLers and coaches across their coaching staff. So who do you think it would be? Mine's Steele, mine's Cronin. The best, I think, would be a Chip Kelly, Mick Cronin combo with the day at the horse races. My thoughts. That's what I think, because they have a horse and they race, whatever it is. We're going to come back and tell you prediction time. UCLA, San Diego State, hold me accountable. Yes, we've got some interesting graphics, too, to go along with it. So, hey, what do I think is going to happen? Not what should happen. What do I think is going to happen? Based on keys to the game, quarterback, everything in between, 
What will happen? Stay tuned in just a moment for the last segment of Locked On UCLA. If you're searching for those last-minute tickets to go down to San Diego and watch the Bruins take on San Diego State or any game in the Rose Bowl for that matter, you're going to want to go to game time because there should be no stress when you're trying to buy last-minute tickets. All you have to do is go to the game time app because if you're wanting to go to your favorite event, right now UCLA football games, it's the fast and easy way to buy the tickets for all the sporting events, music, comedy, theater, near all of you with killer deals on last-minute tickets, considering it should be a packed-out house in Snapdragon Stadium. All you have to do is look at the images of the seat view, see if you're getting a good view in the Rose Bowl, if you're going to sit in the sun in San Diego, because there's going to be sun everywhere before the sun sets if the game ends, and you can get the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, everything. With personal, you can take a look at these things on game time. And it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seats, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, couple of taps, and you're set, and they're set directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your email. Where'd it go? It's on your phone. All you have to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account. Redeemable code is LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Go show up the Aztec fans and show up in your Bruin blue and gold, whether it's at home, but go in person and do it on game time. That's right. Let's do it. Third and final segment of the Locked On UCLA podcast, and the Bruins, in a very unique game, will be heading to San Diego State, right? A a series that's been almost a long time dominated by UCLA, but the most recent iteration back on September 7th, 2019, a very forgettable moment in UCLA's program history, especially in the Chip Kelly era was their first ever loss to San Diego State, 23-14, to in a very empty Rose Bowl the week before they were bringing in Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts at that time. So what can UCLA do to sit here and find a way to win this game, right? I gave you the keys, take care of the football in key situations like the red zone, stop the run, and then predicate the time of possessions, the time of possession that can make a big difference. So how I think this game will play out. And... Remember, UCLA is going in there without a truly named starting quarterback, at least at the recording and dropping of this podcast, right? Media is not available or allowed to the final days of practice during the week. Chip Kelly didn't make it truly known who's going to start, I think, which is my prediction. No sources. My thoughts. It could be wrong. And considering they've got three options, maybe give me a little leeway here. But I do think they might actually give Dante more the first snaps. I wouldn't be surprised if they go Garbers. I don't think Colin Schley will get the first snaps unless they want to do something weird in the beginning of the game and get his feet wet. That could happen. Garbers would be the safe option to start game two. I do think, in my heart of hearts, Dante Moore will get the first snaps, and they'll see how the youngster goes. It depends if they get the football first or kick off and how the game goes in that stretch. I think the Bruins get the ball first. I think that, I know I'm going very specific here, right? Very specific things for UCLA versus San Diego State. I'm going to go with Dante Moore the start. I think Sturdivant's going to go beat down and beat up on some San Diego State corners potentially, even though they have a couple of, a couple of them have some good ratings. I think Sturdivant catches a touchdown, maybe another 100-yard performance against San Diego State if the Bruins can protect Moore or whoever's throwing the football. So I think Moore is going to sit there, have a good game. I think Colin Schley will have a rushing touchdown in this game, a read option keeper near the goal line. 
UCLA will probably throw an interception or two, something dumb. And I think the Bruins will do just enough, right? Offensively, for San Diego State, they're going to run the football. I think they'll get up to 150 yards rushing in this game where the Bruins are going to have to kind of bend but don't break, right? There might be some plays where they get gashed. They just get gashed defensively. We get frustrated. Social media will just be ablaze. Hey, I think uh, this is the same Bruin defense of old. doesn't matter who's the coordinator. It's just the Chip Kelly motto and philosophy. They need better players. I think they have enough talent defensively for now, and I think the DBs will make a play. I think at least one interception. I'm going to go with at least a couple of tackles for loss from lot to one sack, considering I'm not sure how many times San Diego State will pass the ball. And for UCLA to dominate this game, it will be to go score first, stop San Diego State, score again to go up two scores, and then I'm not sure how the Aztecs will do playing catch-up for the majority of the game. They haven't had to do that in their first two wins against Ohio or Idaho State. Despite trailing early, at least in the Idaho State game, if they get down 7, 10 points, like how close Carolina was in week one, I'm not sure they'll put that same fear in the eyes of UCLA by passing the ball because they just don't have grace of a call. That's not what San Diego State has. Which is why, when it comes to our official prediction, hold me accountable of some sort, considering we don't even have a starting quarterback name, and who knows when that will happen. Take a look. Drum roll, please. Locked on UCLA fans on YouTube. If you can't see it on the likes of, if you're listening, then bear with me. But here we are. If you're on the likes of YouTube, that is my final score prediction. I think a one-score game, 24-21, UCLA wins narrowly. I'm not sure if it's a late touchdown by San Diego State. I'm not going to put my money on an R.J. Lopez game-winning field goal. That could happen in the rowdy section of Snapdragon Stadium. I do think it'll be a close one. Maybe not exactly a barn burner, but it will be a, a fun one in a warmer day in San Diego. Again, the final score prediction, I have UCLA 24, San Diego State 21, there you go. That is my prediction for this one. It'll be scary. The Bruins will cough it up. They'll force a turnover. San Diego State will still get no, nearly 150 yards rushing. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But they won't hit that 200 rushing yard plateau. I think the Bruins will do nicely running the football. And I think Dante Moore will throw for a touchdown or two. Schley gets in the scoreboard. And Garbers, we will see Garbers. We're, we're going to see Garbers. I think we'll actually see all three quarterbacks this game unless Dante Moore just lights the world on fire and Chip Kelly just says, I'm sorry, guys, you're sitting on the bench. Unless that happens, we'll see all three quarterbacks. I'm not sure how Garbers will do if he's coming in a relief role after he already commented in week one about, hey, I wasn't in rhythm. I had to go back in the game, out of the game. That kind of forced me out of my rhythm. When you throw a couple of early interceptions, you want that opportunity to play it out as opposed to knowing that someone's right behind you ready to come in at a moment's notice. That's not the fairest to a starting quarterback, but here we are, and that's what Chip Kelly's planning to do right now. So 24-21, UCLA beats San Diego State. It'll be a close one, and it might be eerily reminiscent, a little bit of a lower-scoring game of that South Alabama game last year in 2022. I think that's what's going to happen. Maybe not a game-winning field goal at the end, but just the tightness of it, the needing of a break, and with it being on the road, potentially the bulk of the snaps coming the way of the young, true freshman quarterback, the Bruins will have to play up all around him to elevate a more in this true starting role. Or Garbers, or Schley, whoever it is, the Bruins will win a close one. That's my prediction. We will react immediately after that game against San Diego State. I'll give you my raw emotion. We'll talk about what stood out, 
what didn't happen, what did happen, how the keys to the game were or were not met. And it'll be very brief and we'll get right to the point. So stay tuned. I know you guys love those episodes. Tell me your thoughts. What are your predictions? Even though there are some outlets that are predicting San Diego State to win this game, like Fox Sports and Athlon Sports, they're predicting San Diego State to go 3-0. and So this is a game the Bruins can lose. I don't think so, but they absolutely can if they don't show up and play. And youth and mistakes and experience all rear their ugly head in San Diego. So bear with us. It'll be a fun one. Go cheer on the Bruins in San Diego or at home. And as always, Zach Anderson, Yox, I'm with you guys. Prepare for that reaction episode and eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you, see, late, UCLA, fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.